Hey everyone, and welcome to the Soul Anchor Podcast, where together we'll discover how to stay anchored in a storm and how to thrive. I've invited some friends that I deeply admire and whose authentic stories will encourage you to embrace hope when the waves crash. These are friends who have navigated some fairly deep waters of unthinkable circumstances, but they've arrived back on shore resilient and strong. We will also have a segment, what I call Anchor Coaching, We'll all answer your questions about what to do and how to stand strong in a storm and give some practical helps on how to navigate that. And we'll also be talking about just some fun things like staying sane, how to keep our sense of humor, how to stay distracted, so to speak, from the heaviness of the storm. And so hopefully that will be an encouragement to you as well. So I am your host, Cynthia Cavanaugh, and I am so glad you are here. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Soul Anchor Podcast. And today we have Another very special guest, um, Kathy Howard. She is a friend of mine, a fellow writer and author, and journey as we journey in this place called life, you know, trying to do our best to follow Jesus one step at a time. And so, welcome, Kathy. So glad you're here with us today. Thank you, Cynthia. I'm glad I get to be with you. Yes, I love it. And can you tell where she's one of my Southern friends? <laughs> <laughs> really? Does it sound like that? <laughs> no, just a little bit, but I love it. I love it. So let me tell you a little bit about um, Kathy before we dive in here. Kathy refers to herself as a former cultural Christian, and she has a contagious passion now for God's word. She has a master's in Christian education. She's a Bible teacher, author, and women's event speaker. She and her husband live in Texas, hence the little bit of Southern accent going on there. They have three uh, married children, six grandchildren. Does that include your latest one, Everett? Yes, it does. Yes, okay, I'll six. So this bio's <laughs> up to date. That's good. And two, I love this, two accidental dogs. Is right. that in incidental or accidental? No, accidental because we didn't mean to have them. <laughs> they just kind of <laughs> they just kind of came to us because they had nowhere else to go. <laughs> oh, what kind of dogs are they? Well, um, one of them is a full blood Chihuahua, and he had been my father in law's dog. And when he passed away, we inherited him. And um, then the other one is a rescue dog, which is he's just a mutt. He's a he's a mixed breed mutt. And um, when our son went off to college and couldn't take him, of course, we, he, got, he got left with us. And then later on, when Mark decided he wanted his dog back, my husband said, no, 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 Remy's our dog now. We'll just keep him. Oh, <laughs> that's fun. Wow, that's quite a contrast between dogs, too. And I know the little one probably thinks it's a big dog. Well, he, I mean, it's funny. They both have, they're both older. They're both like 12 and 11 years old. And so the 12 year old full blood Chihuahua is blind from retina degeneration. And so he's a little bit handicapped. We have to rescue him from the pool every once in a while. And um, Remy, the rescue dog has um, very high anxiety and back problems. <laughs> so oh my goodness. Uh, like two, 
two little old senior citizens, right? <laughs> right. That's funny. <laughs> kind of funny, right? That is funny. But we love our dogs. Oh, I'm glad we have no pets, no pets on purpose. We had it. We had it. That's a whole other story. We had a dachshund, a very naughty dachshund for 14 years. So I'm still recovering from the naughtiness after <laughs> she passed a few years ago. So, well, but. they do tie you down for sure. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to go back to a line you had in your bio here that says, Kathy Harrod, Howard, not Herod, Kathy Howard now has a contagious passion for God's word. What right. do you mean by that? Well, I was born and raised in, in the Bible Belt of the South. And of course, my, my parents were, were, were true believers. They raised me in the church. And so that term cultural Christian comes from the fact that, I mean, that was just what you did. When I was a girl in the Bible Belt South, it was, it was commonplace. It was odd if you didn't go to church. And so that was just sort of the environment I was raised in. But, um, and I even, I even walked the aisle when I was eight and made a profession of faith, but I really didn't get it until I was a, a young mom in my, in my first ever uh, women's Bible study. It was through the book of Romans. And it was like, it was like God flipped a switch in my head. Mm. It's like, Oh, you mean being a Christian is about having a relationship with Jesus Christ? Like, how do you not get that when you spent your life in the church? But I hadn't. So that was sort of it. And that was, that was the beginning of, of really falling in love with God's word. Um, I, I couldn't believe that I had for for a quarter of a century had missed what it was really all about. Wow. That is, you know, fascinating. And it's, it just goes to show you that we can't take it for granted either. Right. Like you were so, so immersed in the culture of Christianity. Mm -hmm. And in the, as you say, growing up in the Bible belt that you missed it. So what do you think was the one thing that, that you missed? I mean, if you could look back on that time, like, why, why did you miss it? Like, what do you think was the key that was missing? So good question. How did I miss it? <laughs> How did I miss what, what being a Christian was really all about when I was born and raised in the church? And, you know, I, I think, I think there's, there's multiple answers to that, multiple reasons. Part of it is that I think for me in my head, it was all about doing, you know, you, you walk the aisle, you, sure. you, you say you're a sinner, you do this, you do that, you get baptized. And, but after all of that, I still, I didn't feel like I had a real connection with God. And, and, and then I wasn't, I wasn't really individually discipled. I didn't have any good discipleship. And just, I remember in, as a, as a teenager through high school, still remembering, still feeling like I, I just, I feel disconnected from God. I really don't feel connected to him. And uh, I struggled with that feeling for years. And then when I got in that Bible study, it was, God showed me through his word, what being a Christian was really about and what Christ had done for me and what a relationship with him was supposed to look like. And, and it, it was just a radical shift for me, like overnight. So that's what got me so excited about God's word. So passionate about God's word, because that's, that's how God showed me. God showed me what I needed through the study of his word. 
So you were in the midst of a study and that's how he revealed himself to you. You know, yes. and I don't think that it's totally uncommon what you're saying. It's just, you know, the reason I asked the question is not because I think you did something wrong. <laughs> you know, like how did, how, Kathy, like my right. friend, Kathy, how did you miss that? Right. I mean, <laughs> we, we do miss it. And I, and I grew up in a Christian environment as well. And so I get how you can feel disconnected with God. But I think one of the keys that you said is that you weren't discipled. Like you didn't have anybody to show you the way of that's how you cultivate your faith to get connected to God. And therefore that's why you are so passionate. So then let me ask you, what does it look like if someone's listening today and saying, yeah, I, you know, I've been a Christian a long time and I just don't feel connected to God. I mean, I, I do, I go off my checklist. I tick the boxes and I'm still struggling. So what does it look like then to be rooted in God's word and to be rooted in him so that you can have that sense of connection? Right. So first of all, I want to say everybody, no matter how um, strong in our faith we are, we're going to all go through those periods of dryness, right? We're going to all have seasons of spiritual dryness, which is another reason to stay grounded in God's word. But the cool thing about the Bible, I'm totally amazed that, that, that God has chosen to reveal himself to mankind, that he, has, that he has told us about who he is and what he's like and how he works and his plan for humankind and preserve that for us in the Bible. It's, it's miraculous. And, and that's our primary way of knowing God. That's the way he designed for, for it to be the primary way of knowing God, which is why it's so important that we regularly spend time in his word. He, he, he speaks to us through his word with the help of the Holy Spirit. He, he teaches us about himself. He, he reveals his, um, basic will for us. And, again, with the help of the Holy Spirit, shows us how to apply those principles to our lives. So it's miraculous. And, and I think most Christians believe that. I think it's just, how do, what does that look like? How do I live that out every day? You know, because our, our world is so demanding of our time, our attention. Sure. Right, our responsibilities. And, you know, you, you brought up a really good point. It, and is, you know, we have to have the Holy Spirit to help us. And the more that we're in the word, the more we're going to have that, that connection. It's not necessarily based on our feelings either, but this kind of reminds me just the consistency to be in there, right? We're not going to hear if we're not consistent either. And I love too, that you gave us permission that, you know, there are going to be seasons in our lives where it is harder and it's dry and it, it doesn't feel like we're getting anywhere, we're hearing or we're connecting. But it reminds me of a story just recently. I was trying to help my dad with his iPhone. Now my dad is 80, <laughs> my dad is 85. Okay. So I don't live near him. So I'm on the, I'm on the other end of the phone because they did an update on his phone and it totally reverted his phone back to like a brand new iPhone. Oh, no. So he has to put in, he has to create a passcode. He has to put in his Apple ID. He has to put in his Wi-Fi password. And, you know, we usually just set it up for him. And so I'm not kidding you an hour and a half. I'm just 
patiently and he's like, I'll try it again. And he, you know, puts it in and still my fingers are too fat. You know, it's just that persistent, you know, until he finally got connected after an hour and a half, you know, and I'm like trying to be so patient, but you know, I, it just reminds me of the same way that when we're approaching God's word and we want to be rooted, you know, it's going to take that putting in the password, so to speak, several times, right? Being persistent so that we can have that connection with God so that we know, you know, we can be encouraged and have hope and have guidance for our everyday life. So tell us about a time though, that you had to choose God's truth over mm. your emotions. Right. You know, it's crazy because our, our emotions, though they're, they're God given and they have a purpose. We can sometimes let our emotions get the better of us. And we start listening to what our emotions are telling us rather than what we know to be true. And um, a number of years ago, we were in the middle of a really difficult time. A, a major crisis popped up in our family. One of my daughters had made some extremely poor decisions and had overnight taken off in a drastic wrong direction and um, was pretty intent on, on doing things her way and not, and not, taking wise counsel. <clears throat> and so it was, and, and without all the details, it was just a real time of, of, of grief and struggle and very emotional. And I had, at the time I was with my other daughter, she had just had her first baby. And the day all of this first came up that night, I was trying to sleep and I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I could you know, I could feel the anxiety rushing and yeah. I was trying to pray and there were no words. And um, I started running scripture through my head that I had memorized. And, and, and it, it was, it was amazing in, in that moment, I could just feel my spirit settle, God's peace come. And I went back to sleep. And the next morning I was just chatting with, with my daughter there um, about how the baby had slept that night. And she said, you know, the oddest thing I got, I went back to bed at one point and Jeremy, my son-in-law was awake and, and that in itself in the middle of the night is unusual. <laughs> and he said, he said to Kelly, he said, you know, he said, I, I, I'm just feeling so strongly that you and I need to pray together for your mom right now. Wow. And, um, I asked, Kelly, I asked Kelly what time it was and she told me it and I had looked at my phone. I knew exactly what time it was. I was laying awake and that was the exact same time. And the reason I tell you the story is because, you know, my emotions were telling me God doesn't care about this. God's not going to do anything about this. And he went out of his way to remind me that isn't the truth of things. I do care. You may not see me working right now, but I do care. I'm always working. I am powerful enough to do something here. If you would just believe in who I am, remember who you know me to be and don't let your emotions carry you away. So that's just an example of when we know God's truth, when I know that God cares for me, I mean, he, he, he sees the sparrow that falls out of the tree. He knows what's going on in my life. He knows that. He knows that need. And I constantly, when things like that come up that want to throw me off course, no, but God's word says this. 
I need to, to remember what God's word says and choose to stand on that rather than let my emotions take me away. It's so easy, you know, so easy to let our emotions take us away, you Mm -hmm. know, those unruly emotions because God created us as emotional creatures. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's a balance there too, not denying that those emotions there, God knows, but I love that he came to you in the night to remind you that he still cares and he still loves you. And we know that's what happened with Jesus too, you know, right before he went to the cross when he's in the garden and he's agonizing over what he knows he has to do. And I'm mm-hmm. sure those emotions of distress and frustration and, and anxiousness and what it, scripture says, he sent a ministering angel in that moment to um, give him confidence to take the steps of obedience that he needed to take. But I, I love that, you know, choosing God's truth over, over emotion. So, which brings me to, now, the only way that could happen for you is if you made a choice to be rooted, right? right? That you were practicing that ahead of time. Right, So exactly. what would what would you say about that? Like, yeah, because you gotta, you gotta know God's truth before you can choose to stand on it. Right. So, um, for me, it, it, it's one, and for anyone who's not, doesn't have a regular ongoing habit of being in God's word now, um, at some point we have to just choose, I want to be in God's word. I'm going to have to make a commitment to be in there and then take baby steps of doing that because, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've talked to too many women who haven't read their Bible all year long and said, okay, I'm going to read my Bible through in three months. <laughs> and then they, and then yes. they jump in doing that. And you know what happens, you know, it's the same way with any massive goal that is so far from where we are right now. And so I encourage women to, let's just, you know, five minutes in the, in the word, find, find a plan. First of all, it, in, in, haphazard reading of God's word is not very effective. If we don't know where we're going when we sit down um, and we're out of context and we're just flipping through. So find a good Bible reading plan and spend. And in fact, don't say, okay, I am going to read God's word every day without fail. Because again, we're setting ourselves up for failure. Uh, Every Bible reading plan I've put together, most of them, are just five days a week and they're and they're they're bite size of scripture which is for me this has been huge i've been i've been through years where i read my bible through in a year and i think that's a great thing to do when we get the big picture but it's so fast and it's so much reading every day that it's hard to really think about what you're reading it's hard to slow down enough to allow the spirit to show you those truths. And for me, this was a game changer for me when I slowed down and started reading smaller chunks of scripture every day where I could really look at it, where I could really talk to God about it as I read and allow him to to show me things as I read because he's faithful to do that, which is another amazing thing. Um, So slowing down enough and giving ourselves grace and having a plan to read regularly, but again, giving yourself grace if you miss a day to not think you've, you've failed. Yeah, I know. I love that you said that because 
you know, I've wrestled with that through the years and you said two things, you know, slowing down and allowing, you know, to reflect over what he's saying to you in the word so that you can, you know, take it away or hide it in your heart as, you know, the Bible says too, when we hide mm -hmm. God's word, word in our heart. And that's so important because I, you know, I use this illustration sometimes where, you know, we think God has this big chart, you know, and it's got our name on it and he's got everybody's name. It's like a competition. And then, you know, it's every single day. And, you know, if we don't read this many verses or chapters or pray or whatever that oh, he's like, oops, well, she's, she messed up today. Right. So no blessings for her, no rewards for her today. And that's the mentality that we can fall into. And I think some of that it has to do with too is what we've been taught over the years. Like, you know, when I first grew up, it was like, there was this campaign, I want to say, um, you know, spend an hour a day with God every single day. And here's this methodology or read through the Bible and, you know, all these different plans, mm -hmm. which are great, but it's not a one size fits all because we are made mm -hmm. differently. God created us differently. And we have to, we have to look at what works for us because I could sit here and say, yeah, you know, I would, I, as a young mom with babies would sit and listen to a speaker saying we should be giving an hour a day and this, this, that. and I'm thinking, I can't do that. Like yeah. I have these babies. Sure. I could, if I got up at four in the morning, but that's not how I'm wired. I'm not wired. My best time is later on in the day or the evening. And so I think what I hear you saying is slowing down, but also finding something that works for right. you, right? Like that fits who you are, how God created you and how you can connect with him and the word being a, a part of that. Right. And, and there's a difference between having a plan and being legalistic. And I've been through periods of time where I was yes. legalistic. Oh, me too. That box, having a plan equips you. Being legalistic takes all of the joy and grace out of it. But there's a there's a um, a word picture in scripture that shows us what it means to be grounded in God's word. And probably a lot of people are going to be familiar with it. But Psalm one, you know, blessed is yeah. the man who does not walk in the way of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his yes. law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree. And this is, I love this image. He will be like a tree planted by streams of water where um, his leaf will not wither. Fruit in season, I'm, I'm messing up this quote. I'm doing it from memory. <laughs> and whatever he does will prosper. But that's the idea that, um, and it's so much, so much of it is a mindset, you know, that I am going to, plant myself on the truth of God's word for life. You know, this is my, the principles and the truths of, of, of God's word, who he is, is the foundation of my life. And that's where I'm planting myself. And when we, when we grow into that, when we begin to learn his truths, when we begin to to learn his character and how he works. The more we learn that, it's like our roots are going deep, deep, deep. And when there's a drought, when there's a storm in our life, we still, we're still plugged into the, to the source of our sustenance. Yes, we yes, don't have so good. We don't have to worry about the fact that a strong wind's gonna come through and topple us because we are rooted deep. We don't have to worry about the fact that, that there's no rain uh, 
coming to, to bring us moisture because our roots are deep in the life-giving source of the living water. So it's a, it's a, it's a mindset. It's a commitment to justice. This is where my life is. This is, this is my, this is my principle for living. God's principles are my principles for living. Um, so that's really what it means to be rooted. The, the, committing to spending time regularly in God's word is just the strategy to get there. Get there. Yeah. It's the commitment. And like you said, if you miss a day, like today, I got sideways this morning. And so I haven't had my reading time today. I probably have need. I, well, I, I do need it. And I need to make sure that's my commitment today to make sure that, that I, I get there, but not to beat myself up because right. I didn't get there just yet. Right. And there's some if days, you don't, right. Even, even if you don't, yeah, there are some <laughs> days that are just Jonah days, right? Like you just wake up and you have good intentions and things just take off and you don't have control always of what, what happens. And That's so right. I love that. It's that, it's that freedom because God, <laughs> God doesn't do, he's not legalistic. He's not a le- legalistic right. God with the chart, you know, like it's not a, right. a grading. It's not a report. You're not getting a report card, right? Like we're the ones that miss out if we don't take the time to be rooted and grounded, right? We're the ones because that it's, struggle. Yeah. God wants us to know him, you know, that, and that's what it is. That's what I missed all those years when I was growing up is the fact that it wasn't what I did religiously, legalistically. It was fostering that relationship with God. And, and when we think about the fact that every time we come to scripture, that's really what we're doing. Even if we don't have some, you know, spiritual, all oh, that was just, yeah. a, you know, <laughs> we are <laughs> still, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are still, every time we open his word, we are exposing ourselves to his truth. That's right. Every time we open it, I love it. And you know, I use, um, this last year I was introduced to the liturgical calendar. I mean, I knew about it, but there's a, it's a, it's a plan. It's called the sacred ordinary day planner. It's not a planner like you think where you plan your life, but it goes through the liturgical calendar through the year. And so it has, um, scriptures for morning, evening, and afternoon. And then it has, you know, boxes you could put in like your priorities and reflection. And then once a week they have what they call the, if you know, familiar with the, the rule of life or the examine where they have you go through the different areas of your life and kind of reflect. And so I use it as a guide, not as a legalistic, legalistic thing. And you know, so when I read my scripture for the day there, I don't always get to all of them. They list there, you know, that's not the point. And what, what I've kind of started practicing with that, even in the plan is I read enough until the point where the Holy spirit is speaking to me in that. And then I stop, right? Like I stop, Mm. I don't just keep reading when I have an impression or God's, you know, I'm, getting something right then God speaking to me something right then when I'm reading I don't keep going I stop and I purposely intentionally stop because it's not a race it's not about uh, quantity right it's not about accumulating all these words so I can check off the box in the planner (laughs) (laughs) okay I read all the scripture they said I was supposed to read and most days I don't I just read until I stop and 
and then I make some notes about it. I might even doodle a little bit about it, but that's been so helpful for me, especially. Well, that's the meditating part, right? Yeah. That's that's that that chewing on and contemplating what the Holy Spirit's pointing out to you. Yeah, and I I think it's been so important for me, especially during this time and you know, this whole several months that we've been experiencing, there's been a lot more anxiety and anxiousness and uncertainty mm -hmm. because things are changing constantly. And so let me ask you this, Kathy, then why is it so important right now to be more rooted more than ever because of our current world circumstances? Oh my goodness. There's, there's so much uncertainty right now. You know, <laughs> we don't know. And, and fear. There's fear about um, our own personal health, our family's health, um, maybe our financial situation. Um, there's uncertainty, like how much longer is this going to go on? Am I? Yeah, we're so done with it, right? <laughs> we're <laughs> <know>. so done. <laughs> we're so done. Am I ever going to get to go in the grocery store again without a mask on my face so yeah, I can drink no. coffee at the same time, right? Which is what I used yeah, to Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to drink my coffee when I'm shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, in the big picture, we know that absolutely none of this was a surprise to God and he knows when it's going to end too. And so um, to reflect on his truths that, that he's got it, he's got purpose and plan even in this is, is so key for us, you know, to, to realize that he is, and th this is exciting for me. You read God's word and you know how he works in trials is that um, we know that he's using anything we go through during this whole COVID mess to refine his people and to yes, refine his church and a big refining, I think, because we've been spoiled, right? We've just we have. been comfortable in the familiar and, you know, we haven't had to experience what a majority of the rest of the world experiences without COVID, right? I've thought, <laughs> you I've know, thought Christians. a lot about that. Yeah. All of this. Yeah. And I, I've thought about even my own family, my grandparents, um, you know, during before World War II, when, when they grew up in, in Russia, when it was switching from being a monarchy to, you know, a communist country, a socialist country. And, and all the things that were taken away from them that they had to adjust to, right? I mean, that was their life. And, and so we're getting a tiny, tiny, really a tiny, tiny taste, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we have, of what it would be like not to be able to go to church on a regular basis. And, yeah. you know, um, we still are so blessed to be able to have all our resources and everything. But it's just so, yeah, I agree with you. It is, it is, it is a test. It's, it's a test and it's refining us. I'm not a big fan of tests, but it's, you know, tests are good. They kind of, they test what, how much truth is we really hidden away and what, whether we can sustain, you know, be sustaining. Right. right. That's, yeah. So, so, so good. Well, we can talk about this all day. I love this. I mean, my <laughs> listeners know how passionate I am about staying grounded and in the term that we use in is anchored, you know, so we can be anchored right, in the storm. Exactly. So we anchored firm and secure, like, you know, Hebrews 619 talks about. And so I love to ask my guests a fun fact about <laughs> them, something you maybe others might not quite know about you, but 
So tell us a few fun facts about you, Miss Kathy. A few fun facts. Well, I am, I am really, I keep reminding my family all the time that I am not only fun, that I am funny. And um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they laugh at that. But um, I don't know, a couple, I mean, there's quite a few, but I, I thought of a, a couple, one that popped to mind and that most people don't know. In fact, I don't know, do they still have MTV? Is MTV even still a thing? You know, I, I have no idea because I never watched it, so I don't know. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. We could Google it and, and you know, look. I never really did either, but, but years ago when my husband and I were newly married and didn't have kids, and we, I think he had to go to New Orleans on business, and we were walking around the French Quarter during the day and um, in some empty bar, they were, they were filming a... Um, a video for some band and they would just needed people to come in and sit at tables and be in the video. So we thought, okay, well, we don't have anything better to do right now. We'll, we'll go do that. So we were, we were extras in an MTV video, which I think is kind of interesting. That is so fun. I love that. And <laughs> I, I'm looking up while you're talking here, whether or not I think you think it's still around. It's just different. I think it's I'm on sure YouTube it's not now. anything yeah. we don't want to turn on. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, is MTV still a thing? Yeah, it's still a thing. So there you I mean, go. You were a long time, the 80s, right? This were extras 80s. in the MTV videos. That's <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that. I love that. It, it's yeah, so that's, fun. That's pretty funny. So all those did, good things. About a year ago, when my husband and I were on a vacation with friends in the Caribbean, I did catch a hundred and ten pound uh, Caribbean reef shark. Wow! Yeah. Before I, or after he bit you? No, he didn't. <laughs> we didn't bring him in the boat. We got him up to the side of the boat, and and yeah, we didn't bring him in the boat because that's not what we were trying to catch. But um, I fought that thing for twenty minutes. You know, I had the whole the belt on with wow. the the You're little place fisherman. to put the, the rod in there and I my arms were so sore the next day it was it was well I bet well yeah <laughs> if you didn't have the belt thing on and the security would have flipped you over oh wouldn't that have been awful yeah you'd been dancing <laughs> with the reef shark I don't know that that would have been a great thing so. no that wouldn't have been really good <laughs> so tell us some resources like where we can find you I i neglected to tell you how many how many bible studies have you written kathy you've written quite a few i have um i think i, I think it's five bible studies and three devotional books i think that's right five bible studies and three devotional books yeah so okay. um by, and bible study I, I mean i've even written some that aren't published i've got some things resource bible study resources on my on my website um, that aren't published, but they're accessible there. And okay, Kathy, great. KathyHoward.org is okay. my website. And there's, there's Bible reading plans there. One of my, all, my favorite resources for, in thinking about people wanting to be rooted in God's word is I lead a group on Facebook um, called Reading the Bible Together. There's 1,300 women in there from all over the world. And every year I do a um, Bible reading plan. We go through one book of the Bible at a time. And right now we're finishing up First Corinthians. And uh, we, I post readings and discussion questions every day. And the women are really engaged, encourage each other. That's awesome. We need that, especially now. So how would they find that? Just would they find that by going to your website? You can find it on there. And also, if you go on Facebook and search reading the Bible together in groups, you could find it. Could find it. Okay. And you have 
recently in the fall, a book that came out, a brand new devotional, Deep Rooted, Growing Through the Gospel of Mark. So it's a 40-day yes. devotional journal. And yes. you could, they can find that on the website or... On my website or Amazon. It's on, okay. at, on Amazon. And it's, um, yeah, 40 days of reading and reflection questions through the Gospel of of Mark and it's formatted around what I call the four R Bible study method, read, record, reflect, and respond. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And I just have to tell you about one more that's coming out that she's doing. They'll come, <laughs> come out sometime in later spring, maybe early summer. And it's called Heirloom, Living and Leaving a Legacy of Faith. Can you tell us just a little sneak preview of that? I'm yes, going to put that on my pre-order list. 52 devotionals, of course, that are rooted in scripture, but share stories about um, ancestors, some, you know, just mo mothers, grandparents, but some like distant ancestors and how they lived their faith and how that impacted that person that shared the story. Um, legacy tips, how we can, can, can purposefully live and leave a legacy of faith for our family and genealogy research tips. So it's oh, a, that sounds so interesting good. gift devotional. Yeah. Oh man, that is such in my sweet spot. I love that <laughs> because as I always say, we will leave a legacy. We will. But we, if we, uh, we have right. to choose, choose what kind of legacy we're going to leave. We have to choose to be intentional about it. So I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on that and giving that away as gifts as well. And maybe we'll even do a study of that in the Live Bold series. I'd love, to, love to highlight. We can bring you in with that. So thanks so much, Kathy. It's been so great to have you today. I just love your heart and passion for God's word. And, you know, when we record this, we actually do it on a Zoom call. You don't get to see us, of course. But if you would see both of us when we're talking, Kathy, she's got her hands going. She's so passionate. She's standing up because she's so excited about everything she's telling us. And I just love that. It just it just permeates through your being and it's just such an honor and pleasure to have you on and we will we will do it again maybe we'll have you come on after your your yeah, heirloom book comes on fun. and we can talk about that a little bit more yeah and you could share a little bit of your story too yes i've got quite the the heirloom story as well and so we'll we, we can have a conversation about that as that'd well that'd be so. great fun i'd love to do that okay. thanks for having me today Oh, well, thanks for coming and being on and we will do it again sometime. All right. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Don't you just love her? I just am so inspired by my friend Kathy and just her story is so affirming and so encouraging of how she went from knowing about God to really knowing him in a deep, intimate way. And just, you know, how he revealed himself to her through his written word in relationship as she just sought him and asked him. And, you know, it's such a good lesson for all of us. And, you know, when we're really facing hard things and we talk about hard things on the Soul Anchor and we're in this season of talking about, is anything too hard for God? And, and when we're asking God, you know, God, it feels like, you know this is too hard and 
And is this too hard for you when we're questioning that? You know, that's when God reminds us through his word, through those inspired supernatural written promises in the Bible that no, nothing is never too hard for God, that he can come and he will show himself strong and he will be mighty to save as the word says. And so I hope this episode was encouraging to you. You found great hope through the words of my friend Kathy and I just would really encourage you to check out her Facebook group and going through the word and check out the book that she's written, the Bible study devotional that she's written as well, Deeply Rooted. And I know it will be such an incredible blessing to you. Now you may have noticed before we sign off here today that um, we did not show up last week. Well, I've decided just to make a little switch for a while uh, in this season and just to have two episodes a month instead of every month. I mean, every week, excuse me. And mainly because I have some things going on in my personal life. As you know, I've been, my dad has been ill. And so I'm just finding like, I really need to just make some adjustments. And so I'm going to just be airing the episodes twice a month now and with guests and with some anchor thoughts as well. And so I promise you, I will be back in two weeks and have another guest on the show. We just have a little chat ourselves as we keep on in season two talking about is anything too hard for God? And so I would just like to take this opportunity just to pray for you again. I love to do that at the end of every um, episode, just so you know, and you can have a time where, you know, we can just speak some truth over you in, in prayer. And so God, I just thank you so much for everyone who is listening to this podcast today. Thank you, God, for what we heard from Kathy. And we know, Lord, that your words are true. And that when we crack open the Bible and we focus on the truth of your word, that you are the one that's going to help us and that you remind us that there is nothing too hard for you. And we can, as we believe and step out in faith, that we can believe, God, that you are working behind the scenes in all of our situations. And we just want to trust you for that. And so, God, I just pray a special favor and blessing today over my listeners. I pray, God, that if they are coming today with a little discouragement and a little down and just just really you know, having a hard time slugging it out and just really believing and this is going on on and on and on. I pray that you would surprise them today with your love, that you would reveal yourself to them in a way, God, that speaks to them deeply. And so we just trust this in your name. We thank you for the God that you are, that you are the God that is mighty to save. And we love you and ask this in your name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining me today on The Soul Anchor. Grab a friend and join our community at thesoulanchor.com. That's thesoulanchor.com to receive the show notes and resources to help you through your personal storm. If you've been encouraged today, would you please consider leaving a review, subscribing or sharing this podcast, or maybe even all three? I'd be ever so grateful. Until next time. Remember, 
You are not alone. God is for you and you will get through this.